Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. Mr. Baseman. Good morning. It's a beautiful day in uh, beautiful Murfreesboro, and we are so, so fortunate to have with us this morning a member of the City Council of Murfreesboro, a gentleman who brings a dynamic and energetic uh, feeling to the city of Murfreesboro, and my introduction of Ronnie Martin. Ronnie, it's great to have you here in this Christmas season and the blessings of Christmas and the hope and the aspirations of 2022. You've been on the city council how long? Uh, so I'm in my first term as a council member. Uh, three years in, uh, the my term is up August of next year, so right. a little over three years at this point. So that's right in the middle of the beginning of the mid-year political season. That's right. Yes, sir. <laughs> that should be fun. Give us a little background. I know most people know of Ronnie Martin, and but you were born in this area? I was, and first, Dr. Krause, thanks for having me here. I'm excited sure. to be with you. It's a great time of year. Absolutely. Uh, I love Christmas, and so thanks for the invitation uh, to be with you. Um, I, lifelong resident of Rutherford County, grew up in Smyrna, Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, graduated, moved to Murfreesboro um, when I was, I was guess I was probably 13 or 14, attended Riverdale High School, mm-hmm. went to MTSU, got an undergraduate degree in economics, an MBA, and then have basically been a banker, uh, spent my entire professional career in banking. For those that do not know, my service as a city council member is a part-time role, and so we all have full-time jobs, uh, and and mine is, as I mentioned, a banker, and I enjoy that very much. When you describe part-time, the hours you put in as a member of the city council is certainly significant, uh, both in terms of energy, effort, and mind thought. And you can give a plug for your bank. Sure, yeah, I work at Pinnacle Bank. Um, mm-hmm. Very, very proud and uh, of Pinnacle. Uh, very excited to be at Pinnacle. In January of 2000, um, let me think about this, January of 2020, uh, this is, we're getting ready to get into 2022, so we've been there two years. But I took a team of four, total of five, myself and four other people. We left First Bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and went to Pinnacle and, you know, just can't tell you um, enough about how good of a place that is. Good people, uh, great opportunity and platform and technology to serve the clients we work with. And we've been really, really happy. At Pinnacle. But isn't this a wild time to be in the banking and finance it industry? <laughs> it is. There's been so much, you know, economic uh, challenge in the communities because of the pandemic. And you know, we have had the opportunity to learn how to be work very closely with the SBA for a lot of small businesses sure. and do payment protection loans, PPP loans, and uh, help clients, advise clients through EIDL loans. And so it's been an interesting time. So it's grown all of us. Sure. And you can't go long on an interview without telling us about your beautiful and wonderful family. Yeah, so I'm I'm uh, very happily married to my wife Cynthia, who's a teacher uh, in town, and have four children, adult children, um, who are really uh, doing great and scattered. Uh, I have one that just finished a internship in Modesto, California, wow. at a uh, uh, a winery there. So he's working mm-hmm. on his master's in fermentation science at MTSU. Fantastic. I've got another one who uh, Holland is at, that was Braley. Holland is in Florida at Walt Disney World doing an internship wow. for the Walt Disney Company. 
my my youngest daughter Kennedy, um, she is interested in film production and TV and wants to uh, move to California and be in that industry and. Um, don't leave Jared out. Jared's currently working for Rosso, which is a, a development company. They do uh, horizontal improvement uh, excavation work, so he's working there. So everybody's doing great. Well, overview, you know, as you describe the genes of the Martin family and in, in the new generation, there's a sense of creativity uh, on many of their goals, whether it's in the wine business or the entertainment business. They don't business. get that from me. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. Okay. Uh, you're completing this next year, your year, four years in the uh, city council. Right. What type of legend do you want to leave behind? What type of legacy as a councilman for this city? I appreciate that question. I think um, some of the advice I was given from people I respect uh, who were elected officials and mm-hmm. served was um, to uh, to show up, to be available, to be accessible to people, and to sort of let the process mold you as you go through it, let people mold you as you go sure. through it. And of course, I've brought my own individual um, perspective and um, you know, sort of way of doing business, which is what I use during the day professionally at work but mm-hmm. um, what I've tried really hard to do is to be accessible to people in the community which I think is important related to when people call me calling them back uh, meeting with people doing things like this sure. again just being accessible and working really really hard to um, uh, take advantage of the knowledge of the staff and the experts mm-hmm. we have around us but to not be totally dependent upon the staff uh, as sure. as a legislator. So, you know, really wanting to uh, understand the issues as best you can, uh, to invest time in studying those things that are not your natural area of expertise, which takes some work, uh, and to, you know, try to wrap all that stuff in together and, and, and make the best decisions you can. Most people who enter into the political world, uh, beginning at the local level, come into the world with dreams and hopes and ideals and aspirations. Mm -hmm. How do you balance or how have you balanced those dreams with the reality of decision-making, the reality of consensus building, the reality of uh, not being able to see every dream come true? Yeah, I think I had uh, very uh, attainable aspirations Mm -hmm. uh, in the sense of what I wanted to accomplish, and that was you know, I didn't come with a specific agenda. Sure. Uh, my agenda was to immerse myself in government, <clears throat> to let the people around me teach me and try to learn from them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't give myself particularly high marks on consensus building because I think that has proven to be more difficult than I anticipated. Sure. But part of that is me understanding the way a part-time city council and a part-time mayor works in our city. And so, um, you know, really it was about mostly doing what I try to do personally and professionally already, which is really just being the best version of me that I could. Again, going back to being accessible, being open, uh, being willing to compromise, but being very engaged. Well, you sit the, made the point of consensus. Can you have too much consensus that the ideal has been watered down to such a degree that it no longer really has any substance or meaning? 
Yeah, I think um, the, the response I would make to that would be um, I was as I was unaware um, in a government where you have part-time elected officials mm-hmm. um, how much influence the mayor, for example, has over the council and over the direction the city goes. And so, you know, conceptually, uh, by charter, I think the way things are supposed to work, Ronnie Martin's opinion on that, mm-hmm. you have um, a mayor who's a part-time mayor and you have six elected council members. And so, you know, we that process should work in the way where the part-time mayor basically is the chairman and runs our meetings, but really doesn't have any additional information or knowledge, uh, and certainly not advanced knowledge beyond the actual council members. So you have Mm -hmm. a very open discovery, a very open deliberation in which you've got everybody, or mostly everyone, has the same information at the same time as we're working through issues. And in fact, that's very different in practical application. Um, Our city manager, which is who we hire to make most of the decisions for the day-to-day operations, and our part-time mayor really spend a lot of time together and I think function more like a full-time mayor and an administrator or team than really uh, a full-time city manager and a part-time mayor. And so that's my opinion. That's my perspective on that. But in contrast, you have the county mayor, Bill Ketron, who is clearly the county executive, who's clearly a full-time employee. Uh, but really, it's his direction under which we follow as a county. And it's a public agency without a CAO, a chief administrative officer, or a county manager. It Correct. basically is working through the department heads as a team rather than as a direct person who has a day-to-day administrative function. That's right. But in the city, what you'll find is, um, and we discover this in council on many occasions, um, our city manager, Craig Tindall, and our mayor, Shane McFarlane, are often in the same meetings with department heads. Sure. And it's not to say that Shane's in every meeting. Certainly he does not. He He's part-time and he has a job as well. But I have just, it was surprising to me um, the level of information uh, as council members we have that were given to deliberate on decisions versus mm-hmm. what the mayor has in that role. So that's, that's something that you could not know that I could not know prior to actually serving in that role. If you were to define and describe the city of Murfreesboro today, 2021, and define and describe the city of Murfreesboro in the next five to 10 years, what would come to mind? I think uh, opportunity is probably the first um, mm-hmm. thing that crosses my mind. We have so many things to be thankful for, and of course, in this holiday season, uh, we're more mindful of it than we you know, sure. are normally. But um, Murfreesboro is a great place. We we have a very affordable lifestyle here. Um, I, I don't say that without being mindful that uh, obviously it is less affordable for some than for others. Mm-hmm. But I say that in comparison to other cities around the country where people live and they have some of the same services that we provide in Murfreesboro. Uh, it's a very affordable place overall. And one of the things that <clears throat> we've got to work really hard to manage is as we talk about providing services to our citizens to make certain that we do not see a decline in the services that we provide as we continue to manage our growth. And there are a lot of things we talk about related to infrastructure, roads, water and sewer capacity, housing. Um, There are a lot of things that there is, um, I'm going to say, some different opinions on about how we continue to do that. 
And so I think working through those opportunities and uh, continuing to try to build consensus on the vision of the council um, is, is where that opportunity ride, uh, lies. But I do think that's going to be challenging because there are some diverse uh, opinions, different and opinions, methods of how to achieve Yeah, it. that's right. Should you, what would you tell the average, if there's such a word as average citizen mm-hmm. of Murfreesboro, should you become involved in local government? Should you be involved in your community? And if so, how should you go about doing it? Yeah, um, it's interesting. My perspective on this has changed mm-hmm. as I have spent more time in service. Um, I, I don't mean this as a criticism to any of our um, observers or citizens um, that, that pay attention to government. But I don't think there are enough people paying attention to what goes on. Mm-hmm. I think there, um, and I think that's because it's probably natural. People are consumed sure. with their daily lives, and if they were really unhappy, we would know about it. So I think mm-hmm. there's an overall, um, you know, general feel that Murfreesboro is a good place, and I agree that Murfreesboro is a good place. But I think that you can't take those liberties uh, for granted. I think you do need to be involved. You do need to know who your local elected officials are. You do need to engage with them. Uh, You do need to reach out to them. And um, we are only as good uh, and can make decisions only as good as the feedback we receive from the community. And so having community feedback is really, really important. Community engagement is really important. And in regards to people being involved, you know, um, we, we are in need, as you know, we talked about, you know, I, I don't intend to seek re-election for my office. And so there has to be a healthy pool of people who are willing to serve. And the best people uh, to serve are those that are willing to invest the time in service. And so uh, I think that starts with being engaged with elected officials, having mm-hmm. some understanding of what expectations um, there are in that service. Uh, but we've got to have a healthy um, pool of candidates to continue that service to make sure that, you know, Murfreesboro continues to be a great place to be. He just mentioned, and was still eight to nine months off till August of 2022, mm-hmm. uh, and you are, will be completing one term. Do you see yourself re-entering the political world sometime in your future? Yeah, I might. Uh, you know, I think. Uh, COVID and the pandemic changed things for lots of people, and mm-hmm. that probably looks very different depending upon individual circumstances. Sure. For me, when I entered, uh, when I made the decision to run for city council and enter politics, I thought my children were going to be away doing other things, and that mm-hmm. would create a void in our home where I could fill that void with service and do other sure. things. After the pandemic, everybody came, came home. came home, exactly. Right. And so we're adjusting to kids transferring from colleges that were out of Murfreesboro back to Murfreesboro. Mm -hmm. Um, And what's been really nice, and again, you just can't know what you don't know. Um, You know, our kids are much more interested in spending time with us now that they've come home as young adults than they were when they were high school kids getting ready to move away. And so... Um, I'm very interested in making sure that I capture that time, you know, with my children. And uh, but as far as coming back, I've enjoyed the service. Uh, it's grown me, and you know, in tremendous ways. It's challenged me in tremendous ways. 
and uh, I, I, uh, I really do enjoy it, uh, but I don't enjoy it as much as I do my family. Absolutely. You have to make choices, and I think that's been political decisions of men and women throughout the history of our country. Absolutely. Uh, what comes first and what's most important. Uh, could you think of five things, I'm sure you could, and yeah. I surely could, five <laughs> things that you are especially proud of uh, this term? Um, so I would start with, um, I am very proud of, um, the commitment of time that I think I've honored to mm -hmm. the position. Uh, I think, um, the city deserves that. I think the citizens deserve that. So that would, you know, that's been a real focus of mine, um, to piggyback on that, um, the hard work and investment of trying to grow myself, um, mm -hmm. on issues that I was not experienced with so that that time is, um, I guess useful in the sense that um, I, I have grown my expertise in certain areas to add value to the community. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm very proud of that. As far as, of course, those things are sort of up about me. As far as for our community, um, you know, I have been very, very impressed with our school system, uh, the Murfreesboro City School System. Uh, I've learned so much about that in my time of service and you know, the, the STEAM initiatives that we've put forth from an education standpoint, that's been so important, again, to me professionally in my career. It's made a difference in my life. I'm a big believer in education. Was very close to um, and had a, a very fond relationship with uh, Dr. Gilbert, who of course passed, and Trey Duke has, has stepped into those shoes and I think is doing an amazing job, you know, mm -hmm. for, uh, for Murfreesboro. So I think the school system is something I'm very proud of as far as strides we have both made and continue to make there um other things you know i think um financially the city is in a much better position today than when i came into office uh i, I can't take any credit for that and frankly i don't think any of the elected officials can take credit for mm -hmm. that that doesn't mean they won't try to but sure but sure you know, I think that is really a, um, a benefit of one having the courage uh, three years ago to raise taxes when I think that was appropriate to do that at the time based mm -hmm. on the tax rates we were paying and how the tax rates had fallen. But, um, you know, that's, that's not a popular thing to say, but I think it's accurate. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is just being blessed with the sales tax revenue uh, in such a vibrant, growing economy. Um, you know, Murfreesboro has really strong reserves. We have really strong um, um, uh, revenue, year-over-year year revenue growth from a tax base. So, I mean, I feel really good about that. And I sure. think for the average person that doesn't look at the budget and maybe is not paying attention, uh, the city is in really good financial shape. Uh, so I'm proud of that as a banker. You know, that's, that's mm -hmm. something I certainly want to do. And probably the other biggest thing, uh, you know, for me would be um, – while I was not supportive of the utility sale for the Murfreesboro Electric Department, uh, again, I've said this a lot, not because I think it was a bad idea. I just, I didn't see enough body of work to justify for me to think that it was good for us to dispose of that asset. But with that being said, um, we, we really are going to have an amazing opportunity to continue to um, protect the long-term financial stability of our, our city to keep taxes low in Murfreesboro, which I think you know helps everyone, but especially those that are on fixed income as our community grows. Uh, having a low property tax base and, and relying upon sales tax revenue to drive our community, to pay for roads, to pay for schools, I think is a great thing. 
So um, that unique one-time opportunity to uh, preserve that money, which I think we will, uh, to 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 allow the income and earnings from that to uh, be used for things in the city that taxpayers will not have to fund. Um, I think that's a really good thing for the city of Murfreesboro. It'll be interesting to see if the Federal Reserve Board does anything to ch uh, change interest rates upon returns. Used to be when I was in city management, the interest rate on the reserves was one of the major sources of revenue. Oh, wow. And now to point one oh on a CD it's or 0.20 on a CD, no, sir. you're not going anywhere. Yeah. But with the interest rates rise, it does have an impact that's on true. an asset such as the electric uh, fund. We have thoroughly enjoyed having you this morning, and especially you you literally represent the young man, the young woman who has made a success of the political life. We need more of you. Don't make this as a permanent uh, recess. We hope it's just a temporary, and as your children are going out in the world of discovery from Disney to wineries, yes. etc., that uh, we will see Ronnie Martin back into the world of leadership. And leadership, whether it's in the city or whether it's in the county or whether it's in the state, whether it's in the federal level, uh, there are roles for Ronnie uh, Martin. May you and yours have a blessed Christmas and a certainly healthy, happy, and prosperous 2022. Thanks so much, Dr. Krauss. Thanks Thank for you. letting me be here. Our pleasure. Thank you very much, folks.